Hello and welcome to the Amateur Author Night. My name is Frances Duncan. I'm an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My very special guest with me today is my friend Sean. Good morning, everyone. And today we are discussing Chapter 4 of Persuasion by Jane Austen. So Chapter 4 is an interesting one. It's all background story. So they're telling us about who Anne was thinking about when she was worried about he will soon be here. It's Captain Wentworth, who she was briefly engaged to seven years ago. We find out that Lady Russell persuaded her to end the engagement. This is quite interesting after the quasi-cliffhanger of the previous chapter where we were left waiting to know which Wentworth we were. Well, we didn't even know there was a Captain Wentworth at that point, did we? No. We just knew there was the vicar, the curate rather. So we don't actually know how long they were engaged, but it's clear that they did actually become engaged for a certain period of time uh, and then Anne broke the engagement, which is kind of a big deal. It would have been a very big deal. Wouldn't presumably have been hugely advertised. So it was only a few months uh, the, of their, of their acquaintance. acquaintance. Yeah, but it says as they were gradually acquainted and we acquainted rapidly and deeply in love. It's not long, mm-hmm. and then for him to be still so stuck in her mind. But then, as it says, she hasn't she hasn't got out, and this echoes later in the story when she's having a conversation with someone. She's like, it's harder for them because. We are stuck in the same place. We don't get to go out and meet new people and do new things the way that men Distractions. do. Yeah. And I think that's made quite clear later in the book. The thing I took from this one is that he was already a captain and he, he was a commander in consequence of the action of some Domingo, of which I'm not that familiar with, but it must have been some battle off the West Indies, which I'm not sure if that would have been against the American Navy or the French... I've got a note in my book. I can look it up. Mm. So that's 1806. And again, they're setting it very clearly in time. Yes. Ah, he was home for half a year at Monkwood, Monkford. So that's the six months. Six months. The action of St. Domingo. Ships of the British Navy gained a victory over the French off the Bay of Oka in St. Santo Domingo on 8th of February 1806. After his promotion to commander, no ship was immediately available. So Wentworth was out of employment for half a year. Which go. was quite common he would have been physically very fit which when you're used to saying the idle rich that would be very attractive i don't know well her her father obviously was the idle rich i don't know how many other idle rich and they talk about her getting another proposal from charles musgrove that then her sister mary eventually agreed to marry him these days just seems crazy to go i'm going to propose to one sister and then the other but I guess that's how they did things then. You know, we want an alliance with this family. It's all about practicalities and alliances, you're right. It was about contracts. I think we still have this sort of rose-coloured look about, um, you know, love marriages and things like that, as if they're going to work all the time. But really, one could argue that many of those are lust marriages. And then when you actually try to start living with them, you discover that actually you have nothing in common. Now, if there were, you know, arranged marriages, as was often done, if it was arranged with a lot of thought about the person, each person's character, then at least you probably had as much chance of success as, uh, I think, as Charlotte probably said, you know, a chance of happiness is purely luck. You may as well wait till you marry them before you know anything about your husband. But he was obviously a very attractive young man. He was intelligent, spirit and brilliant. 
And Anne at this point was an extremely pretty girl. It's quite sad because they say that because of this, there's an early loss of bloom and spirits. So she aged quite quickly. And then she sort of remained at that age. I mean, Sir Walter, who's such a horrible man, so self-absorbed, thought it a very degrading alliance. Now, Lady Russell's the one I find interesting here. While she's wrong in one way, one has to forgive her because her intentions were good towards Anne. She thinks he's dangerous. I thought of another Navy man who married young, and that's Fanny's father in Mansfield Mr. Park. Mr. Price. Mr. Price, who was obviously, you know, young, attractive, dashing and everything. But he presumably didn't have the same level of self-discipline that Wentworth had to be able to go on and achieve And I think he greatness. was injured, wasn't he? Yes, and he was also an alcoholic, I think, as well. Yeah. And the impact on family life is, is you know, at, at the turn of a screw, at a, a lucky shot almost. The balance between the two is quite... And that's why I think from Lady Russell's perspective, while, you know, interviewing an old woman, but the reality is she did have Anne's best interest at heart. They would have been fine had she got her dowry, but the her father intended to do nothing for her. Yes. Seems to imply that he's not going to give her her dowry, therefore they wouldn't have had anything to live on. Basically, he would have abandoned her to the marriage. And, of course, she hadn't met any of... They hadn't met the rest of the family, so they hadn't met his sister, for example. Mrs Croft. Mrs Croft. No, overseas. Overseas. They didn't know what the rest of the family situation might have been, beyond the fact that she'd also married a Navy man. But he didn't have many connections either, because that was the other thing they relied on. Yeah, you need to have connections to get yourself further along in your profession. Well, particularly in those days, because they they put you in front of people. Surely Emma and Croft would have been able to help him. But he wouldn't have been an admiral at this point. Uh He would have probably also been a captain. I'm excited to meet the Crofts again, because the Crofts are lovely. They are. The Crofts are the equivalent of the gardeners. It's nice to see sort of normal people. And a happy relationship. Mm. Lady Russell very much felt that she was, thought that she was going to be snatched off by a stranger without alliance or fortune, or sunk by him into a state of most wearing, anxious, youth-killing dependence. It's crazy, though, that's what happened to her by breaking the engagement. Everything Lady Russell was, was worried about. Because not only is his, it being youth-killing, but her financial situation has sunk because of her father. He couldn't give her her dowry if she were to, if an eligible bachelor were to appear now anyway. You could understand. I mean, Elizabeth would have ignored her, Lady Russell. Elizabeth, not that Elizabeth would have gone for... For a mere captain. For a mere captain anyway. But Elizabeth had no concerns about Lady Russell's opinions, so she wouldn't have taken any notice of them. And we see, in fact, she doesn't because she makes friends with Mrs Clay to her detriment. She knew that Lady Russell was only thinking of her and she trusted Lady Russell's judgment more than her own because she was a diffident character in their spaces. What is pointed out is there's a really good balance between Anne and Captain Wentworth because Anne does tend to follow people and she's a little bit quiet whereas Captain Wentworth is more exuberant than her. Impulsive. 
yeah, I think they balance each other out and I think it's a, it's an important thing to have, you know, one of you be like a talker and one of you be the more quiet one. And I think that also comes up later in the book when they go to Lyme and they have the incident with Charles Musgrove's sister, that his impudence, his spirit has actually allowed him to dig himself the hole. She also felt that by giving him up, she was doing it for his advantage too. And there is a, there is a point of that because there was, um, I was reading somewhere, there some opinion that, or maybe it was her opinion, the fact that he now had to prove himself when he left may have made him more successful, whereas if he'd already won her at home, he'd be more, potentially could have been more cautious you know, would it have affected his ability to actually get on? Was that rejection also what made him become a successful captain later in life? That's an interesting argument. Or did it make him more risky for a while? Boys, when you've rejected them, can, well, anybody can, but, you know, particularly a a strong-willed person like him is sort of like, I'll show them I'm going to make a success of my life. And it may have been only a few months of the acquaintance, but it was not where the few months ended and share of suffering. So her attachment and regrets had for a long time clouded every enjoyment of youth and an early loss of bloom and spirits had been their lasting effect. So she never did recover. And she's quite right, sometimes you don't want everybody to know about this. How much more mortifying it would have been for her if more people in society, in her local society, had been aware of her engagement sort of temporary engagement to Wentworth when he came back on the scene yeah she's quite lucky that the people that socialize with him because spoiler he does turn up didn't know no because it would have been very awkward like even Mary who was away at school didn't find out about it even Elizabeth and the father they sort of still sort of ignored it it wasn't of significance to them no because Anne wasn't of any significance to them. I did find it interesting when she was solicited about two and twenty to change her name by Charles Musgrave, who was the local other landed son of the other landed gentry, and how Lady Russell at this point would have been glad for Anne to have accepted. Him. Four years later. I wonder if it's the age thing that's got that's partly to do with it. And also realising that the partialities and injustice of her father's house. She recognised that she actually didn't have much of a life with her father at all. Anne must have had quite a sad life, really, because her mother died and then she went to school and she wasn't happy because she was staying with her mother died and then when she was quite young she got engaged and then that went south and then she's been living with her father and her sister who don't really care about her. And are constantly denigrating her. And even Elizabeth, who's, you know, the head of the house is constantly bored with her life, so you've got to wonder how Anne feels mm. when she doesn't have the parties that her sister goes to. No, but at least Anne has occupation. Keeping busy is really what, and satisfaction with her, quietly satisfied, I think, with her duties and the pleasure she can get out of them, I think, is really what helped her survive. She was still of value. She was of more value in some respects than than her sister was, certainly, to the local community. She was the one that did the charitable visits and things. And she's the one basically looked after the house and servants. Elizabeth just gave the orders. I think the other point is that Anne, at seven and 20, thought very differently to what she thought at 19. 
she felt if she'd been in a similar situation with a young person coming to them, she would have given different advice. You know, we learn by our own mistakes, don't we? And we do them differently, but it is no guarantee it would make a success. But it's always that suggestion or suspicion that things would have been better if I'd taken a different road. And particularly when she realised how successful it had been. So they would have been prosperous much earlier than could have been calculated on. Yeah, th- everything that he thought was going to happen did. I think it's also quite telling. She had only Navy lists and newspapers for her authority. But that shows she was following. Mm. I mean, who else would she be following? There's nobody else in her circle that was in the Navy. So all those years, she was still following his progress. And that is our summary of Chapter 4 of Persuasion by Jane Austen. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!